everybody. It's the Jersey Hardwood Podcast. I'm Steve Titchener here with John McLevy. We're sponsored by LG Insurance. We're talking Seton Hall. We're talking Rutgers. And uh, we'll start with Seton Hall because uh, they started out their uh, Big East schedule with two losses, one to your Providence Friars, and then they struggled with Xavier. Uh, as well, and they're 0-2 in the Big East and uh, not looking so great. Well, they had two tough ones out of the gate. As you said, they played the Friars, and they had a lead on us for uh, for much of the game on Saturday. And, um, you know, I didn't know what to expect uh, with PC because we have not been off to such a great start. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised at how they were able to gut it out on um, on Saturday at uh, a pretty pretty well-attended game at the Rock. Um, of course, Seton Hall's missing a bunch of players. Um, they still don't have Alexis Yetna, which really hurts them. He's their glue guy in the middle, rebounder, shot blocker, sort of a presence in there. Um, and Providence has a, uh, a hot shot sophomore, a kid from, he's from Chicago, and he was recruited and went to Kentucky and, you know, Kentucky just loads up, and he, he played like five minutes a night at Kentucky, and now he's playing like 35 minutes, 40 minutes at, at PC, and he's averaging almost 18 points and 11 mm-hmm. rebounds. I mean, he's a stud. So he played really well. Um, but like we have to point out how great Kadari Richmond played. I mean, he had about 28, 30 points against Providence and almost single-handedly willed Seton Hall to a win. Um but uh, that was a gut check loss for them, and then they followed that up. They played Tuesday night in um, at Xavier in Cincinnati, and again they had a chance at late at the buzzer. They they had a three pointer that would have tied it. They glanced off the rim. It was really a well conceived play that Shaheen put together, and so um, they start off now 0 2, which is not where you want to be. But it's not as if they're getting blown out. Um, they're still trying to figure out who they are and. Um, you know, time waits for nobody. So you're 0-2, you're 0-2. But it's not as if, you know, they're getting blown out each and every night. And how strong is the Big East this year, John? I mean, you're kind of locked in, you're dialed into it, uh, certainly with Providence, and, and you follow it uh, tightly. So, you know, what, what do you see the Big East doing this year? It's it's not stellar, at least not right now. I mean, it's, it's pretty top-heavy, and, and coming into the season, you know, everybody figured – that it would be Creighton because they had pretty much everybody back. And then they had a great uh, portal guy. They got Baylor Sharman from South Dakota State came over. And, you know, it looked like they were going to be the team. They shot out of the gates. They were 6-0, and and they moved into the top 10. And then all of a sudden, they've lost six in a row. So they've fallen out, and they're not, you know, doing so hot. And then, of course... Villanova is, is the chalk, and now with Jay Wright out of the way, you wonder what they're going to do, and they've sort of struggled. And, oh, my goodness, don't look don't look now, but the the team that was there and then left and is now back, the Connecticut Huskies are now number two in the nation. Yeah. They're undefeated, mm-hmm. and and they I don't think anybody's played within single digits of them. Um, they're just burying yeah. people left and right, so they're – the, Danny Hurley's did a the, great uh, job there, the hasn't he? Standard right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're uh, they're they're looking really and good. Xavier's very good. So. Xavier's ten and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think Creighton is very good. Um, they yeah. sort of stumbled out of the gates. Marquette was in the top twenty-five, but my Friars outlasted them 
uh, last night in double overtime. Um, they're very good. It's it's not like well, other than Connecticut, maybe being the the top of the hill right now. The other teams are pretty well bunched in there. With I think Marquette could play in the NCAA tournament. I think Creighton will play in the NCAA tournament. Xavier has a chance. Providence has a chance. I think there's about five teams that have a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. Not your highest rated Big East year for sure, but certainly with the number two team in the country up there. Uh, yeah. You know, they're... Uh, they don't have a lot of impressive wins in the preseason, though. Not preseason, the out-of-conference stuff. So that sort of set them off. Last year, they, they won a lot of games in the out-of-conference and really set themselves up. But, um, you know, it's it's conference time now, and I think it's going to be really well bunched up and uh, a lot of teams that are that are good but not, like, really good. Um, I know that Seton Hall, their next their next outing is not until after Christmas, and they have to go to Marquette, who is coming off that double overtime loss, as I said last night in Friartown, and they're in the top 25, so that won't be an easy task. Um, and then um, from there, they come home for St. John's, then they have to go out to Creighton. So mm-hmm. they've got a tough schedule ahead of them, and, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if Shaheen can start pushing all the right buttons. You know, you go through the portal and you bring a bunch of guys in and you need a couple of weeks, maybe a month or so to get everybody on the same page. And um, they're, they're seven and six, but the games that they're losing, they're right there. I mean, they could have beaten Providence on Saturday, maybe should have. Um, And same thing last night at, uh, at Xavier, they were right there with a chance to win. They're right there. I mean, it's, you know, these are close games, but um Again, not uh, not the way they wanted to start, and uh, you know it's, it's a long season. But at, at seven and six, you know, not looking so great, and not a real big surprise, considering it's it's Holloway's first uh, year, and uh, you know he's still got to get his recruits in. He's still uh, he, he's still um, he's still got to get. Uh, the, the Kevin players Willard that, didn't leave him with a no with a, a, a lot of presence under the tree. I mean, there's there's what I'm saying. There, it's just honestly, but, um, I, you know, the, I, I thought that the I thought Rutgers losing. I thought there was a terrible loss for Rutgers. I really did. I just thought this was the year to get because Seton Hall's good. This is the year to get him at home. Yeah. This was the year to get him, and to lose that game was just like, come on, yeah. guys. Uh, but you know, uh, and credit, and I, I and I somebody, gave Seton Hall credit. They played didn't good. Have a dog in the fight. And just watch the game at home. To tell you the truth, nobody should have gotten the yeah. win for that game. It was so awful. I mean, that yeah. was, that was a you know we talked about how it was great defense. I think it was more just putrid offense for whatever the reason it was. Neither team looked like they could beat anybody this year. They both yeah. looked like bottom feeders in that game. Mm, they and did. I don't know whether it was because you know they get so revved up to play the interstate thing and they they were just tight as a drum but they're obviously both better than the way that they played oh clearly and then rockers uh you know the following week they stay home they bring wake forest and wake forest just beat duke uh the number 14 team in the country by 11 and yes. listen wake forest is not a great team by any means but they're a good team uh maybe not the best defensive team uh, but they can, they're a good offensive team and they're, they're probably going to be in the tournament as Steve Peichel said after that game, but Rutgers blew them out and yeah. played, played one of the best complete games I've seen Rutgers play in a long time, they played excellent defense and they got out on fast break. They got a lot of easy buckets. Um, 
Uh, you know, they, they got, they forced turnovers. Uh, you know, they, they scored. It was like, whoa, look at this team. Right. <laughs> Where did this come from, right? Yeah. And uh, it was really just a great performance uh, by them. Really needed it. I mean, we look at those five games and coming out of those five games, two and three, you know, you know, that, that was a tough one. I thought that, um, you know, four and one at least. And, uh, you know, so they lose two that they absolutely uh, should have won. They could have very well have gone five and oh. And I know with the would have, could have, should, I get it. But um, they were close on all of those games. And that was really a, a, the, a, the scale to see, hey, where is this team? And is this a tournament team? And I still think even coming out two, two and three out of the, that, that, that five-game uh, run, starting with Miami, ending with, uh, with Wake, uh, I thought that uh, I think they are certainly good enough to be a tournament team without a doubt. And uh, I think they can surprise some people in the Big Ten still. Uh, they just have to play together and play on all cylinders and everybody's got to play to their ability. I mean, you're starting to see Cam Spencer came around. Um, you know, if they can get him open and get him the ball and in space, he can, he, you know, he's a shooter. Rutgers hasn't had a lot of shooters. And right. so he's a guy who can score for you. Uh, he's a smart guy, a smart player too. You know, and he plays it well enough defensively because he, you know, he's just, uh, you know, he's always got his hand in a passing lane and he's got, you know, pretty good feet. And, he, you know, he, he's, uh, he's doing okay defensively. Offensively, it's just hard to create his own shot. You know, he's got to right. come off of screens and such. But, you know, he figured it out against Wake. That's for sure. Yep. And, uh, you know, because he was quiet for the, that. He you only know, played the, 19 minutes, too. I mean, yeah. it was, it was uh, yeah. he was in and out. He did a lot in those 19 minutes. He did, and, you know, Andre Hyatt uh, played well, Moat Mag. I mean, that was a whole, you know, Caleb, everybody played well. Derek Simpson got some action. Uh, I didn't want to see more of him, uh, but they, they played a really uh, a solid game. Now, you know, Bucknell, Friday, then they got Coppin State. So do what you're supposed to do there. Don't assume anything. Uh, obviously, both those games are at home. Obviously, they should win both of them, uh, but we saw what happened last year couple slip-ups early. I mean, they've had their slip-ups already. I mean, Seton Hall, that was a slip-up. Sorry. I mean, they, you know, Miami, I know Miami's a pretty good team. They should have won that game. And then we know Miami's what happened at Ohio good. State, man. Come on. And so... Um, Miami's good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be... Yeah, that 11-point lead in that away. game, John, with a few, with, huh? you know, few minutes left. That, you know, and I, I'm going to stay, you know, I'm going to keep the, the glass half full here, man. I'm just going to, I'm just saying that it is a little frustrating because they really um, didn't do themselves any favors and they really, they beat themselves quite a bit. And, and I still think that um, this is a team that when they're playing together and playing on all cylinders can do some damage. And so we'll have to see uh, moving into the Big Ten schedule because that's going to tell the story. And that starts at the beginning of the year. Um, but, uh, but, you know, this team... That that performance against Wake Forest was uh, uh, gives uh, gives Rutgers fans hope without a doubt, and, and we'll see. They'll just uh, you know work on some things you need to work on in these next two games against Bucknell and Coppin State, and um, get a little rest, get healthy, and then boom, beginning of January. Same thing with Seton Hall. You know they're getting a little break right now too, 
you know, get healthy, get Yetna back. When's he supposed to come back, Alexis Yetna? Is there I'm any... not sure. Okay. I, I haven't been following that closely, but they, they desperately need to get him back and, um, you know, and, and get him rolling because he's a big help. They also, uh, they need to keep, um, you know, Tyree Samuel has got to stay on the floor. He seems like he fouls out of every game. He's got to stay on the floor because they they need size. Casey Nadefo is, is good, but he's undersized playing in the paint. Um, and so uh, they've got their work cut out for them, you know, just like anybody now, just getting sort of getting their legs underneath them. They need to, they need to put some wins together. You know, if you want to become an NCAA team, um, both um, Seton Hall is seven and six. I see Rutgers is seven and four. These teams, you got to get close to 20 wins to get to the NCAA tournament. So, yeah. You know, yeah. can 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 they get there? That's mm-hmm. the, that's the thing. Are there enough wins in the Big East and the Big Ten to get you to 19, 20, 21 wins? It'll be very interesting. Yeah, and the rest of uh, Jersey uh, college hoops. I mean, you know, Princeton. You know, eight and four in the Ivy. You know, they're always at the top in the Ivy, right? And then yeah. and then the uh, the rest, and then no, really, no other story beyond that. Um, just pr- pretty average. Uh, Division One basketball the, the rest of the way with the other Jersey teams, and uh, so if the story starts to emerge there, we'll we'll, we'll certainly um, we'll certainly follow it. We'll for now really lock into the Big East and Big Ten schedules for for both uh, Rutgers and and uh, Seton Hall, and uh, starting at the beginning of the year, and then it's on Johnny. We'll follow this um, all the way through. All the way through the final four when both Abs- teams are in the final four. Totally, man. You know, and, uh, <laughs> and listen, uh, it's, it's, it's been exciting the last couple of years because these guys are, you know, these teams are making the tournament and uh, that's what it's all about. So that's it for uh, this week on the Jersey Hardwood uh, podcast. I want to thank our sponsor coming in again for us uh, here, Aaron Levine at uh, LG Insurance. They have their office in Long Branch and guys that know uh, the insurance game up and down. They're statewide. You know, they can help you out if you need help in that area. Just simply search LG Insurance, contact them. Great team, great crew, and uh, they'll take care of you. That'll do it for uh, this week on the Jersey Hardwood Podcast. Uh, Steve Titchener here with John McLevy. We'll catch you all next week and have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah as well. That's going on right now. We will catch you all in 2023. Bye-bye.